Yeah, speak it with your mouth. Bovering Kings is what we're talking about. From Mars to the V-Block, everybody shout. L-A, L-A, big city of dreams. But everything in L-A ain't always what it seems. You might get fooled by those other guys in town. But we're down by law. We know our way around too much. People should be listening. I don't listen, but people should be listening. All right, here we go. You should be listening. Yeah, I know, Bobby. They should be. Very much. <laughs> hey, man. You don't go to my recitals. So fuck you. All right, you're right. <laughs> Ellie is your house. Welcome. This is episode 301. Hey, Kay, I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, how's everyone doing tonight? Are and this is Bobby, and we're back. Wait. Yeah, well, let's see. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait. Hmm. What are you hmm. guys do? Wait. What are you all doing here? What are we doing here? I mean, the last episode was uh, the final episode. No, 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 no. The last episode was the final one. That was it. We're done. Oh yeah. We're done. We we have nothing to complain about now that Chris Klein is gone. Maybe that's what we should be complaining about. Wait a minute. But since you're here. Let's complain about some stuff. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? I'm all right, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's the post, it's the the, the post Klein era. So ain't nothing gonna slow me down. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing gonna dun, dun. I don't uh, know the lyrics to that that song. Actually, I uh, shouldn't have started singing because right, I don't well, know the lyrics to the song. No, I mean, a lot of that <laughs> shouldn't have done. But anyways, let's move on. <laughs> this whole 300 episodes. I'm watching the. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> well, we're back. Uh, so look at we. What we're back from? Is it one game or two games? I maybe, I know it's two games for me, it's but one it's one game. game since the last episode. It's just right? one, uh, one yeah. game. It's a the US, US Open Cup, Cup game yeah. against SKC. Did you guys go over the SKC game? Oh yeah, yeah, you do. That was we the did because we recorded yeah, yeah, right after. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, losing to a uh, B team squad, BC team squad, uh, a, a, um, a minus, uh, B plus, B plus, B plus. I still say B. All right. It, it, it certainly was an A. It certainly was an A. But w- but when we use our A squad, there's obviously, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's the same old story, right? Quality not there. Attack not there. Um, and then we, you know, and then, and then we have tragedy again. You know, I mean, no matter however you take it, I mean, I know Chicho, a lot of people, Chicha never really I mean, did anything anyways. We'll, we'll, so. we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but. Look, look, Bobby, the whole thing started. And and I don't know, you, I don't think you res- you responded to this, my comment about this at all. But During the, the game? whole, d- at all, like, at all, specifically oh. regarding okay, this thing. The, the whole thing started for me was when... The Galaxy social media, the new social media team, by the way, because we do have confirmation that um, Adam Serrano is no longer with the team. <clears throat> uh, you know, vaya con Dios, Galaxy Insider, uh, and 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 a lot of the other social media folks are no longer with the team because they did post a bunch of job listings that happened at the same time as Chris Klein. Obviously, you know we're not trying to celebrate that or anything like that, but just noting that there is a change. Um, this is now the change under the new, the, the other will, I don't remember the, this guy's name, will something, uh, not will Koontz, but the other will. Yeah. The one that was brought in director. Yeah. The one that was brought in from the reds. Yeah. Not the reds. From the Washington the, generals, the, the commanders, senators, commanders. Okay. No, commanders. One of those things. Uh, <clears throat> this new team, 
they posted a graphic for the Olympic, specifically for the Olympic Cup. It was the interstellar, very um, iconic interstellar poster. Of, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't, of, of, yeah. of the yeah of the of the astronauts in the you know in the knee deep water or whatever, and the Olympic Cup is laying in the background as as the ship was in the poster for the movie. And my immediate reaction to this was, didn't this go really badly for them when they did this? Uh, and subsequently, it went really badly for the galaxy. They <laughs> tried to salvage it. They did not. They were not able to. Uh, in, in the mission on the, during the movie, they did end up losing a man. And, you know, oddly enough, the galaxy ended up losing a man as well. Chicharito has a right knee injury, according to him, according to his Instagram. We don't know the severity of it. I don't think the Galaxy has posted any updates on that, but it did not look good. And yeah. I yelled so loud. It, it, it was, uh, I don't know why I cared so much, but I yelled so loud at the TV when that happened. You know, last oh season I would have been devastated. <laughs> right. I, because I think well, it was just frustration. I don't think it was because I was we were missing him now. I think it's just like Come the fuck on, you know, like just I think that's yeah, what it was another for me. another tick think, in the in the in the bad luck column. Like, or, yeah, or how, whatever. how can it keep going? How can it keep going down? Like how? But yeah, but, how? but but I also <laughs> think it's it's more along the lines of would you say it's bad luck? It wasn't like a bad tackle. It wasn't anything no. that yeah. you know. No, it was non-contact. That, yeah, it wasn't really much like you can blame something. It it really was just bad luck. The guy just went down non-contact immediately. Uh, signaled over that you need to come here and replace me. You knew that something was wrong. Uh, obviously, nothing has uh, come out. It, uh, the fact that you had to be stretchered off. If I had to take an, you know, an educated guess, and I'm not educated because I'm not a doctor, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's ACL. You know, uh, something where he's probably gone the rest of the season. If I had to. You know, make a oh, I'm not make an assumption. No matter what, <laughs> yeah, and because I, I it, he was not able to walk it off, right? It wasn't like a sprain. It wasn't Dude, he like went okay, screaming he, down. He right. was screaming down yeah. his fall. He, he like it wasn't just like a. Popped. It wasn't a trip, and then go. Oh no, what happened? No, it just right, right away. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was obviously something very, very severe. Uh, he knew it right away. Uh, like I said, something must have popped. Something must have. He, the fact that he knew at that moment, uh, and then of course uh, his teammates, as they, they probably should, you know, um, consoling him again as he's being stretchered off. Uh, I, I can't imagine that that's a good thing. Can't imagine that um, we will see him again this season. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, though, I don't feel that in the playoffs, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that's what worries me, though. You know, there was a lot of talk about. If you put Chicha on the season ending injury list, you could potentially go out and get another DP with the same amount of DP salary that Chicha has, which is pretty high. So you could get somebody on the same salary or less um, if he's put on the season ending injury list. The Galaxy in no universe will put him on the season ending injury list because if 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 they look at him and they and it's determined that it's an ACL tear or, or, or damaged ACL and his return date could be like, oh, yeah, he might come back the week before MLS Cup. They won't put him on the season injury ending injury list because there's always that chance that 
Galaxy is going to make MLS Cup and they're going to put him on the field if that's the case. And if they do make it there and they put him on the season-ending injury list, they can't bring him in for that game. The Galaxy will never put Chicharito on that list. Because that means that... Unless, of course, that recovery time is past MLS I still, Cup. I still don't think they will. Honestly, I don't think they will. Because there's always the chance that he might recover better, which I don't think would be the case. Because with Chicharito, whatever the projection yeah. of injury is has been, it's always been it's always longer. longer. It's right. always longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have to agree <laughs> with that. And, and also, you know... You guys were saying, like, you know, David, you said, like, if it's last season, you're devastated, right? Uh, David just fell. Um, you know, you probably would be more devastated than, than you would this year because, obviously, Chicha wasn't uh, contributing the way he did last season. Uh, but if this was the last time At that we all. saw uh, Chicha in a Galaxy jersey, it's not the way I would have liked for him to end his no, Galaxy career. No, no. Um, no, no, no Because... No. Uh, you know, obviously, we've talked about this before. He's a divisive uh, figure. Um, not really sure how that's the case after last season um, or even the season before that, to be honest. I, th- I thought he did pretty decently in, in year number two. Um, and then, uh, obviously, falling back on uh, what's happening this season. But to be fair, everybody else is pretty much under the same boat, right? It was It's not – with the exception of maybe Jalen Neal, nobody else is really standing out to that point. Uh, Ricky Pooj is not having the MVP season that he uh, predicted he would have. Uh, maybe Brugman might be the other one where you might make a case that he's been consistent. Uh, but all in all, the team itself is just kind of down in the dumps. Uh, we, we did blame that on – uh, what was going on off the field with the boycott and the media and you know all the noise that was happening around the team? Um, so uh, to blame Chicharito for you know not being effective, he wasn't the only one. Um, so it is unfair to just kind of pin that on him. But it, it is definitely not the way I would have uh, loved to see him um, go off the field. Um, it's uh, you know it, it's sad. Um, Say what you will, I, I think Chicha was trying. You know, it wasn't that he, yeah. uh, it wasn't like he gave up. You know, obviously there were times where he was frustrated. You can tell that he was on an island. He was, you know, everyone was frustrated. So everything is really, especially everything negative is definitely amplified. But he was one of the ones that was still trying. He was still uh genuinely trying to will the team forward but you know they just uh they're not moving in the same direction right now and again we can talk about uh what needs to happen from here on out we'll 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 probably save that a, a little later as the season goes by but um but yeah it's just an unfortunate uh end if this is the end a very very unfortunate end to uh chiritos uh galaxy career yeah um, I, I mean you know like you said Lewis, I, I think he he won a lot of people over in the effort that he put forth in 2021 and 2022 um but unfortunately i think that he suffered the same fate that you know like robbie Keane suffered in his final year it was just one year too many and <clears throat> we had talked about like the the auto renewal Lewis. i know you had like a very uh poor reaction to that to that trigger in the contract mm-hmm. and i know i kind of defended 
the fact that, you know, maybe it just means that Chicharito had a good agent and was able to negotiate something like that. And it could have gone, it, it really could have gone either way. It could have been another good year or it could have gone, you know, or it could be going the way that it's going now. And it's a situation too, where much like Chris, the, you know, the now departed Chris Klein is they realized much too late that it wasn't going to work for them anymore or their stubbornness or the competitiveness or whatever that they have in them that makes them, you know, become a professional player means that they're not going to listen to even their bodies, you know, at some point to, to tell them like, Hey, maybe this isn't your speed anymore. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what was going on with, with Chicharito. I do wish him a speedy recovery. I hope that it's not something that's season end ending, but if it is, and that was the last time we saw Chicharito, it's, it's a shame because I think that galaxy fans did grow from, for the most part, I would say, did grow to at least respect him as a Galaxy player. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I remember when, you know, the the, the rumor of, uh, you know, him being signed came. Obviously, it wasn't um, ideal that <laughs> this is a player that I um, grew to hate. Uh, being on the Mexican national team, being a, a fan of the yeah. U.S. national team, uh, so to, to bring him in wasn't necessarily something that I uh, I was looking forward to. Um, and then you know that first season obviously kind of proved to uh, at least at the moment proved us all right, uh, but things uh, changed, and uh, it was in that season, um, and even last season where I was like, well. You know what? He, he kind of won me over. I found myself rooting for him uh, quite a bit um, on and off the field. So, you know, uh, will he go down as a legend? No, obviously not. Um, his numbers will dictate that he's up there with other legends uh, or the other uh, uh, Galaxy Forward legends. Uh, but he uh, unfortunately will not be seen as as such, um, especially uh, not lifting uh, a trophy while um, while he was here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's um, it, it's it was definitely a year too long. Uh, my my gripe with the, the the option trigger was mainly how. How, how low the bar was, you know, for, for a DP signing to say, oh, all you have to do is score like, what was it, like 10 goals? I mean, it was something yeah, very it was really low. It, it was, was something so very 60, low. 60% of the minutes and 11 goals. Something like that. Yeah. So, That's I mean, super low still. That's crazy. It, it is low. very low. It's very low. Um, and so, you know, that was my biggest gripe uh, is that, you know, that for, for for a guy that is expected to score twenty plus goals, um, especially when he first signed with the team, you know, a lot of people uh, at the time were saying he's going to run over the league, and uh, you know, that, that a guy who who's been around uh, some of the best teams in the world is obviously going to have a field day in MLS. Um, didn't really work out that way, but he was still effective. But um, yeah, for, for the trigger to just be, yeah, just score 11 goals and you're good um, and just play over half the game, like just a little over half 
the the the, the games available is uh, yeah it, it's I, I, I had an issue with that even even with the type of season that he did have uh last year and uh yeah it it, it turned out to be uh obviously uh uh I was a bad decision it wasn't a decision but it, it was a back trigger option in that yeah he probably stayed one year too late um and uh, doesn't go out on top um it's you know it sucks but unfortunately that that's sports right but that's gonna happen it's not the first time won't be the last time uh, so, yeah, there it is. Um, well, and and you know, in lost in all this Chicharito um, talk and and you know the potential of the injury and all that stuff. Um, the Galaxy are eliminated from U.S. Open Cup. We talked last week, and I think that there's always kind of a a contention around the value of the open cup. And there was the thing that was hanging around in the air as well. I think we talked about this last week as well, Lewis, that the galaxy got up, they beat, they beat the, the LAFC junior squad. And just like last year in the open cup, they bounced in the very next game. And that's exactly what happened. At least this time, it wasn't to a USL team. They, you know, RSL to be fair to them. I know you're saying Lewis, that this is a B squad, but at least they had a couple. A, yeah. A couple you know, stars. Yeah. They had uh, Rubio Rubin. They had uh Crylock in there. They had a lot of, you know, some of their starters. So, uh, you know, I would say it was a mixed bag. It was MLS con- competition. Unlike Seattle, unlike LAFC, so they get bounced out of the opening up. They're no longer in contention for the tr- for this trophy. I think the most attainable trophy that they could have had a shot for this season. Now the the competitions that they're still in, or they haven't been technically eliminated from, are the League's Cup, which is brand new, and the MLS Cup. I don't think they're in contention for Supporter Shield anymore, unless something just insanely miraculous happens um you know hitherto more miraculous and messy coming to mls the galaxy are not going to win a supporter shield this uh, this no. season i i will i will stake my claim i will bet millions of dollars that the galaxy will not win a supporter shield i feel safe on that bet yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're good uh, <laughs> yeah, I almost thought that Lewis could be like, I'll take that bet. Um, <laughs> no. What are the odds? Hmm. 8,000 8, to 1? I'll take it. Uh, no, they're, they're, the Galaxy are not going to win Sporter Shield this season. So we have two competitions out of four that we are eligible for. I don't see this team doing anything. I see this team even at the very best, the most optimistic. I see them as a bubble team now. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, as far as MLS? As far as MLS. In, oh, in okay. MLS re- regular season, it, they're okay. a bubble team. Um, there's there's clearly the creme de la creme, and then there's the middle of the pack, and then there's the really bad, um, which includes the Galaxy right now. But I think I do... I do think that 
if they can sort of try and figure things out within the, the rest of the season, like projecting out. I do think that it might even out to like they'll be on the bubble. I don't I think, think they're going to get the wooden spoon this year. I don't. No, I mean, and the thing is, is that I don't just the way the personnel on the team. Um, they're not wooden spoon contenders. Like this team should not be as bad as they are. And again, you could, you can argue that. You know, all the off the field stuff was taking a psychological toll on the players and they weren't performing and you can use that as an excuse or whatnot. And, and but I don't think that this team, just the roster itself is was, well, I don't want to say it was meant to, but it, it, it certainly should not be competing for a wooden spoon. Um, should you be competing for an MLS Cup? Absolutely not. Uh, should you be a dark horse? I thought maybe. Um, it, there was a dark horse chance, especially after uh, the mon- the momentum they had uh, at the end of 2022. Uh, you know, hopefully that you know that that would have uh, passed over and they could have built on that. Uh, that this season that hasn't been the case, but I just didn't think that they would be this bad. You know, aside you know all the stuff aside from the boycott, from me rooting against them so that you know the boycott can work and all that. Um, it, it, it was still very much. Uh, crazy to see how low this team has been this year. Um, and they're definitely, just the way the roster is built, they're a playoff team. They have to be. Especially with, with the expansion. It, it, it's crazy to think that... But you, the expansion you, you, this year is an anomaly, I think. You know, St. Louis has done so well. That okay, but but expansion is, it, is an anomaly, and I think that <clears throat> sorry, assuming that expansion was going to be bad, this St. Louis team I think is an is an anomaly. Not in not because of the way the team is performed or the way the team is built or whatever. You just don't expect the team to do as well as they did, given the I, philosophy that they had going into the season. Right, and I think that was a, that that was the important part. I mean, obviously, uh, if you do it correctly, an expansion team theoretically has an advantage over any MLS team because you, it's not like any other sport where, like, yeah, dude, you're going to get a bunch of uh, players that nobody else wants. You're going to have to pick a bunch of rookies. You're going to have to pick, you know, you're going to have to suck for a couple seasons before you get any sort of real good player on your roster. Um, you're able, if you have the right personnel, you are able to put together a championship team right away. Um, if you know, if you look at, you know, what Atlanta did, what, um, you know, what LAFC has done. Um, you're able to put these things pretty quickly and you have an advantage over, uh, every other MLS side. Uh, but yes, the way that the philosophy, what we were hearing going, uh, into the season from St. Louis about how, yeah, we're not going to, you know, uh, we're not dependent on that one player. We're not going to sign DPs. It's just basically, you know, uh, it's a team thing. I mean, everyone picked St. Louis. We were laughing at them. Everyone picked St. Louis to finish dead last, you know, winning like, you know, Chivas USA numbers games all season. 
um, they were supposed to be the laughing stock. Uh, now, St. Louis may not win MLS Cup. Uh, they may not win the Western Conference, but certainly gained everyone's respect. They did uh, because nobody expected anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that much of an uh, of an anomaly. I just think it wasn't as um, as expected. Um, but uh, you can make the same case with the Galaxy. You know, you just weren't expecting this. You weren't expecting them to be this bad. You weren't supposed to be great, but you weren't supposed to be this bad. No, competitive. Um, competitive. That's it. Yeah, competitive. So, exactly. Let's get into the game a little bit. Galaxy lose U.S. Open Cup three two. Um, I feel like the the score line is a little bit deceiving because the Galaxy failed to Very. play for about you know eighty something pretty, minutes, eighty six minutes, yeah. eighty minutes. <laughs> they played well minutes. for about twelve minutes of the game, um, and and honestly, like here's here's how the Klein effect has has sort of already clouded my 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 perception of this team. Galaxy go down one zero. And I thought, okay, this is not um, the death knell. Galaxy go on, go down two zero. Okay, this makes it harder, but this is not the end. Galaxy go down three zero, and I had put my head down. And I said, this might be it, but there is always the chance that <laughs> the Galaxy comes back and scores three goals. They still have time. And (laughs) god damn it. They scored two goals. It it was close. a short amount of time. Yeah, it was close. They almost had the third. They almost had the third. They could have had it. Yes. They they, they definitely could have had it. Yes. Say what you will about the penalty. Okay. So Julian Aude gets called for a penalty in one of the most infuriating moments of the game for me. Yep. Julian Aude, who uh, had already been talked to by the ref twice, they stopped the corner kick. There was actually a moment where they took the corner kick and the ref blew the whistle right before the ball was kicked, making the the, the play invalid to talk to Julian Aude, to let him know, to give him a verbal warning, not to get up to shenanigans. And then another corner kick happened and the same situation they stopped the corner kick from being taken because the ref had a talk to Julian Aude. And on the and immediately afterward, Julian Aude goes and does some boneheaded play where but he was puts it, his was, arm around Rubio Rubin. I don't care if it's light contact. I don't care if it's a soft penalty. The dude had t- been talked to twice. It was going to get called. No matter what, if Julian Aude would have breathed on a guy <laughs> and he would have fallen down, that penalty was going to get called. That is not a bad call by the referee. That is that is a fuck around and find out call. I, I kind of uh, I, I, it was infuriating because, I mean, I don't necessarily believe in soft penalties. There is I, I've said this before. There is no rule whatsoever stated in any of the it's, rules. It's, it's persistent infringement, though. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, the call. 
is persistent infringement. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I've always stood that if it's a foul in the penalty or if, if it's a foul in the obscurity of the midfield, it's a foul in the box uh, just because it isn't to your, you know, as intense as you would like it to be or a penalty to be called. It's still a foul. Um, and again, maybe this is one of those unspoken rules of the sport, but that's probably made up by the fans. Um, and then you have, you know, the same thing. Like if, if you committed that foul, uh, in the, you know, 25th, it counts the same in the 98th, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. A foul is a foul. So yes. Is it a foul? I mean, I think if there was, uh, I think if there was a VAR, you probably would have gotten an overturn. To be honest, uh, there is no VAR in the U.S. Open no, Cup. No, I, I disagree. I, That's I, not I a, think that, that call is not a clear and Yeah, didn't the commentators go? Didn't the commentators go? There's no VAR, so that's a penalty. Like yeah. all happy. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Because, because, yeah, because, because the moment, yeah, but basically what they were saying, the moment that the penalty is called, that's final. There's literally no way to review it. So the moment that it was called, it's a penalty. There's no way you can argue remember, around it. Unless... Remember that VAR. Remember that VAR can only overturn if it is determined that there is a clear and obvious error. So. With Julian Aude putting his arm around the waist of Rubio Rubin, that already is a foul. Yeah. In the box. Yeah. That's yeah. not a clear and obvious error. The fact that Rubio Rubin goes down soft, that's it doesn't matter. Out, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Out, it, I mean, you're Rubio right. Rubio Rubin that. set the trap. Aude took it. Aude, Aude took the bait and got called. It's That is what it is, man. That is the inexperience of a 19 year old playing in that in that um spot and i have to say that if i'm comparing the two signings between caligari and rubio rubin it's night and day because caligari has has showed that he could be a good player but he's shown also that he has a propensity for making bad decisions and getting beat and you mean out, there's you mean a lot for him to learn out it out it caligari on the other hand who did i say rubin oh you, sorry you, yeah i said rubin you, uh, you said Caligari on the other hand for the most part I think he has shown a lot of promise he is more positive than negative there's been a couple of times but pretty consistently he's been in the mix for like player of the match and I think that this isn't outside of that I think Caligari had a good game Aure did not have such a good game. Um, yeah, I mean, o- overall, uh, I-, I agree in that uh, if you're asking me which one the better of the two are, are right now, it- it's-, it's without question Caligari. Um, but, you know, I-, I-, I guess at the end of it, a- am I... Th- I mean, Caligari does have more experience nowadays in general. Just By to- like two years. Overall. By two years... <laughs> Well, no, but in the types of competitions as well, completely different. Yeah, um, I guess so. Yeah, uh, I after this game, I well, obviously, I was, I think, I was more disappointed in um, in the fact that you know you you went out there with a full A squad. Uh, that's that wasn't a surprise. We, we basically know that the Galaxy is that the U.S. That, Open that, Cup was the only trophy that they are. Uh, they can legitimately win 
or have a realistic that, that chance most, of winning. That wasn't the most disappointing thing about this game, Lewis. Um, it was not. Well, for me, it was the fact that, you know, it was a winnable game. It was a team that, uh, you know, again, m- maybe it's not a full B squad, but it, it certainly wasn't a full A squad. And the Galaxy were using the full A squad. That's right there in the way that everything kind of went down, in the way that you were being outplayed for, you know, a majority of the game. The fact that, you know, they were getting to the final third and just kind of going breaking that line as if they were traffic cones was disappointing. And on the other end, it was, you know, what we have seen for the majority of the season in that the galaxy were not a threat on the, on the, on the final, uh, in the final third until it was obviously too late. Now they, I commend them for, showing a reaction. I think I gave them all the credit in the world last week when uh, they were up one nail and then quickly down two to one um, and then showed a very, very quick reaction after that. Uh, The reaction that the Galaxy showed uh, in this game uh, was too little too late. Um, Had the Galaxy started playing that even 10 minutes earlier, right? If you started doing this in the 70th minute, you probably would have won that game. Um, or at the very least, you probably could have sent it into uh, extra time um, and take that momentum um, and, and try to win it then. But the rea- the reaction came too late. I, I guess if, if I want to put a positive spin on it, um, it's at least they showed something. They right. didn't roll over and die. At, at least there was a reaction. Right. There was a reaction. They didn't roll over and die. Uh, that was something that we had not seen. Uh, and I think, again, I had mentioned that. Uh, in last week's uh, pod in that, you know, there, there was something there, there was fight, um, something that uh, we hadn't seen uh, all season. If the, if, the, if the Galaxy score first, I'm sorry, if, if the opponent scores first, it's basically they're just going to roll over and die. There's like really not any hope, right? Um, uh, but um, they, I, I think, again, it was just too little too late. Uh, I think they started turning it on in what, like the 80th, little after the 80th minute. So you had uh, 10 minutes plus whatever stoppage time there was. Um, but you know, I, I think if you would have started sooner, uh, uh, things might have been different. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they're eliminated in the quarterfinals once again. Um, to be fair, I think it, had we won this game um, and we play, I believe Houston was our next opponent in the semifinals, um, depending on where it was. If it was at home, I think you could have reached the final, but I honestly believe we would have lost the final. Um, we would either be playing against Cincinnati, which is right now the best team in the league, <laughs> Or playing against a Miami team who, at the time of the final, would have Messi on their squad already. So, um, uh, no, uh, the U.S. Open Cup final is like... No, I, I understand that, but they're not going to be complete in the Open Cup. Yeah. Come on. Well, no, because yeah, no, sure. because when, because like every other MLS side, you can use reserves, you can use a B squad, you can use rotation throughout the tournament. But the moment you get to the final, it's a full A squad because the trophy is right there. They definitely would have used Messi in that game. I guarantee they're going to use Messi in that game. 
um, because this is Miami. Well, I don't know about now. I mean, obviously, the, 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 the prospect of them actually making a dark horse run to the to MLS Cup has changed uh, in the last 24 hours. <laughs> right. But, but um, this, like the Galaxy, was Miami's only uh, realistic shot at a trophy. So even if you were to say, okay, uh, we're not going to win support shield, we're not going to win MLS Cup, um, uh, not least cup notwithstanding, we're not really sure if, he, if Messi will make his debut there. A lot of people uh, uh, assume that his first game or his first available, or, uh, it, uh, the first game that he could be available in is in the Leagues Cup. It would be against Cruz Azul uh, in that tournament. We're not really sure if that's where he's going to be featured or not. Uh, but um, the U.S. Open Cup was the only realistic trophy that Miami had in winning. So uh, should they have gotten to the final? Yeah, I think you would have seen a full A squad uh, going in there. So, And if that's the case, I think the Galaxy would be um, underdogs um, uh, against both of those sides uh, when that uh, final takes place. So uh, in that sense, I'm not really like, uh, okay, you know, we didn't necessarily lose out on a trophy in my mind. Um, but it's still disappointing that, you know, you, you didn't go a little further. Um, and, you know, now it's basically full speed ahead, uh, in the MLS regular season. And I say, and I use that term very, very loosely because, you know, they've obviously been stalled <laughs> for quite some time this season, but, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, the next game is against St. Louis, uh, that uh, on the road that's just lost. I mean, <laughs> just th- lost. Yeah. Um, that's a tough game, you know, um, maybe that was a game that at the beginning of the season was circled as an automatic win. Yeah. yeah. Not so much, not so nope. much anymore. Uh, this is a very that was tough the July game. 4th game. They were sending it up. Yes. They were sending them up for success for that July yep. 4th game. And now it's not now. Uh, could you imagine like, obviously, you know, being at home is different than being on the road, but, um, but yeah, that, 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 uh, Obviously, listen to our uh, listen to balls and beers for our predictions in 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 uh, in, in, in that Doggy. game. But but um, I, I'll just say that it, it, it's a tough game. It's a very tough game for the yeah. Galaxy. Um, David, uh, you, you and I kind of uh, well, not really joked, but we there was a sentiment last last week after the news um, that you know the. Uh, the burden on this team, uh, you know, the tumor that uh, that, that was uh, on this team is, is now gone, and um, you know, the the focus is on something else. But I even said in there that you know what, I don't necessarily need Manny fired right now. I don't necessarily need to win a trophy right now. Um, you know, a lot of people will even say that eh, you know what, the season is kind of it, it's lost. Right. It's, it's kind of a it, it's one of those things that's like, you know what, there were outside circumstances here. Uh, we need to look forward to 2024 in that, you know, you, you should have or you hope to have um, better leadership, a, uh, a very clear philosophy, a very clear direction that you want the team to go Um and um, whoever the new president is, who, however he decides to, or she decides to uh, 
make things, whether it's uh, an AGM plus a new coach or whatever decision that is, they're all on the same page. And, you know, a lot of TAM money is going to be freed up. You're going to have two DP slots open. It's going to be uh, another Mm -hmm. rebuild, but with a direction, right? So a lot of people are just kind of like, Whatever happens in the season happens has already happened. Yeah, it, it, um, it's washed now. It, it's a wash now. Um, it's almost like if something does, if something positive does happen, it's almost like, and it's kind of weird because we're so down. But for lack of better terms, it's almost like you're playing with house money, even though you're like mm-hmm. losing. It, it's not oh. really. It's like it's like, dude, if I'm down. Ten million dollars. It's, it's like me. It's like what's me, another five, You know, what's another thousand? It's right? like me using that extra double down in balls and beers. It doesn't really <laughs> matter at this point. Um, I actually, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I actually want to get Bobby's opinion on it because he was not here for the final LA is our house episode ever. Um, I want to get it. Uh, I want to get Bobby's opinion on on this topic specifically, but I also want to add. Another thing that I didn't get a chance to, to, to talk about last week. Um, Klein, Chris Klein basically hitched his wagon to the results of the season and put undue pressure on the team, on the players, on the coach, all of it, right? So now that that's no longer an option, do you feel like the pressure is more or less now that that sort of weight has been lifted off. In my opinion, I don't think it's less. I think it just shifts. But I want to hear what Bobby has to think about off this. Of, off of who? You mean Vanny uh, or just the of, club in off general? Off of the club in general. Yeah, no. It, I, I mean, I, I think, no, it's, it, it, it hasn't. I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's getting any lighter. Um, I think it's still going to. I mean, look, I agree with Lewis. I don't think Vanny's going to go anywhere this season at all either. Um, and I don't even see how <sighs> this sucks, even though we're dead last saying this. I don't know. I can't see how we can. T- no, you know what? No. I, I, there ha- <sighs> see, now I'm fighting with myself. I do believe. I mean, how, how can it not get any better? With someone else. I don't know. I'm like arguing with myself here because I do agree with Lewis that, you know, you don't expect it because we're just so down. You know, uh, you guys are calling the season a wash um, or most people are calling it a wash and and everything like it's just we just don't have any expectations anymore. That's that's the thing as a fan right now. Um, we just really have no expectations of this team every time we go into a game. I mean, I do have I do know people that, you know, they 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 go into every game with a positive with a positive outlook on it and uh, and hope that the galaxy pull it off. But uh, most of us just kind of like just turn on the TV and just go, all right, here we go. And like you were talking about earlier on, David, like you, I don't know, you were going, you, you, you allowed, you, you allowed three goals to go to, to pass and, and, and then start feeling like, Oh no, this might be a problem. Um, I, since the, once the <laughs> right. first goal went in, I, yeah, once, once the first goal went in, I, I was, I was literally like done just because of the way we were performing, just the way we were playing, just the, just the way it was just, it was the same team that I've seen this whole season. 
And to be honest, I know you guys are you guys were talking about how like oh you were so happy that the the, the team actually uh, fought and and they they turned around and they showed that they wanted to get it. I mean, dude, look at they've I swear they've been doing that all season. They just can't make anything work. And this game we had what a penalty and a and a well, barely rare golazo from Costa that will probably never happen again. <laughs> that's, well, that, but like, and that's another thing. But Bobby, like. Even okay before this game and before the last game, even if the Galaxy got a penalty, oh, we're not making that. Even even when they got a penalty, sure. my reaction is usually like, "Well, who's no?" The percentage is always it. low. Nobody's no, gonna make it. No, no. You know, yeah. Brugman making a penalty twice—that's a positive step. But sorry, go on. That's true. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that there isn't small little positive. I mean, I've been. For a long time this season, I'm like incremental, incremental until it just freaking led me off a cliff for a few games. And I'm still there. I'm, I don't I'm not really I don't feel positive about this team just yet. Um, I didn't think they were going to turn around as soon as the Klein out Klein Klein was out. Um, I I know that now that they don't have the noise, but I don't really think. Um, it was, I don't think that was the problem with this team. The problem is the team and Vanny. Um, when, when, when we're talking about the performance on the field. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't excited when we did win RSL and then I wasn't excited when we lost. Of course, I wasn't excited at that, but I mean, I, I was, I just wasn't impressed in either game. Um, going into St. Louis, I mean, geez, come on, listen to my balls, listen to balls and beers, but I mean, come on. listen to my balls, <laughs> yeah, listen to my balls, listen man, balls, let me do my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, at, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any expectations <laughs> with the galaxy pulling anything off there. Um, and then I think the only thing, the only thing that can make this team turn something around is the injection on Wednesday when we're back at our home game. I think that's the only thing that that will, that will rise their spirits and maybe f- get them to connect, get them to do something. Um, but if that doesn't work, ah, dude, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I've, I, I've, I've had this team as a lost cause. Um, I'm frustrated because this is not the team that I want to see as one of the worst teams ever in the history of the of, of the galaxy. Um, this is a, a I, they're, to me they're likable characters, man. They're likable players. Oh, yeah. um, Definitely. So so it's, it's so it's really hard for me to see this happening to them. And I know that they care. I see it all the time. Jeez, um, man, the Delgado post season. I mean post post game press on the, um, it was like three games ago the one we lost. Um, he was just so freaking sad, dude. And I, I just, it just hurt me. I was like, Oh man, get him a pacha. Um, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) wow, (laughs) it's really hard. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the, that the return of the, the supporter groups in full, um, completely loud, booming, gives them a boost, right? Chanting 90, 90 minutes. They're going to be 90 minutes. There's not going to be no, Mm -mm. no 10 minute you know, wait till 10 minutes and then finally, you know, no, it's going to be straight up from the beginning, from the tailgate all the way to the freaking, to the seats. Back to business. To the end of the 90. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's going to happen or to the end of extra time, you know, um, I'm, it, I'm really and, hoping and it better, I'm, I'm it really better motivate this freaking team. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know they're motivated in general, but there is a different there is a difference when you Once finally you feel like Once you have you an, an an entire amount of support. And there's a and there's a lot of and there's two and there's more than two players on God. this team that has hasn't even seen I, that at all I, I, ever. I, I, I just wish I just wish that it wasn't so far away. You know, we're 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 gonna <laughs> you know, it's not until the twenty first. It's June eighth right now. Um it's yeah. it's still a long way away. Um, it's three weeks away, pretty two much. Weeks, but, two weeks. Uh, but you know, I hope I hope every single supporter group president brings the the egg so they can you know pass it in front of the team, in front of the field, and and just wipe out that bad juju that's happening. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but I also th- I also think that it's it's, it's not just going to be the supporter groups. I think there's going to be a lot I, of attendance. I, I, until, I, I agree. Um, I think that the, the, the and. And dude, honestly, for a Wednesday game, I feel like it's gonna look like a Saturday game. It's gonna, yeah. I, I will go know. out I mean, on a yeah. limb. I'm gonna go it's out on a looking, limb. It's, uh, here's it's my, gonna look like the, like like you're watching a Galaxy game that's been winning all season. Yeah. Yep. And and everybody's excited to be there, and we're about to hit playoffs. That's here's what it's my, gonna look like. Here's my not so bold. <laughs> when it's prediction. all the opposite. <laughs> here's my not so bold prediction. That Wednesday night game is going to have a higher attendance than. The last two home games. I think the I the, think so. The eighteen thousand oh, no, was a cap. That's that's not even that's not even a thing. Yeah. Like to I, I, be I think surprised it's going to have more attendance. It's going to be that's for like sure. twenty four or twenty five thousand. Um, in yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a sellout. That's going to be tough. And definitely not at the start of the game. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. You know, by the end. <laughs> oh of no, the game, people will be yeah, rolling yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, will well, people late. will be rolling in. But I mean, you know, look, yeah. I, I'm excited. The boycott is over. It's 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 the first steps of a new day. But Lewis, as you alluded to earlier, you know, the tumor has been removed. But anytime you go against you go up uh, with a major surgery like that, there's recovery time. There's you have to have time to heal. You have to have time to rebuild. So the question is going to be, as Bobby mentioned, what is that direction? What is that? What is that going to look like? How long is that going to take? It's MLS. So it can happen in the blink of an eye. It can happen in one season. You know, you can sign Lionel Messi, mm-hmm. not not us, obviously, but a player to that, uh, uh, you know, at a level like that, that can propel you up and over the top. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it just depends on how the season goes yeah. as well. If you're talking about this season, but then following the next season, yes, there should be a little bit more of a yeah. of a blank a blank check or or a however you would like to call you know, it. Just to head yeah. it in the right direction, kind of thing. And on that note, Lewis, would you like to uh, introduce our special guests for today? Since we are talking about the uh, following next home game, uh, we have some uh, a, a great interview coming up. We got two special guests here on tonight's episode um friends of the shows manny president of the outlaws go ahead and say hi manny how's it going how's it going thank you guys for having us and uh andrew president of the la riot squad hello hello thank you uh thank you for having us good to be here yeah thank you guys for joining us once again uh so manny and andrew were on the show uh four months ago uh s- some things have developed since uh, our uh, last time that we talked um guys uh so last time you guys were here uh this was before the season started uh the boycott was officially uh uh said to you know to, to be on uh, a lot of uh, i'm sure nerves and uh uncertainty some sadness uh 
in in all of our voices going into the season. Um, things have changed, haven't they? Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, we're back sooner than we're back sooner than we thought. <laughs> Not with so much excitement. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is this is like their seventh time doing the same uh, interview at this point. <laughs> oh, I no, guess so. no, no, okay, no. Okay. I've, yeah. I've really. <laughs> nah, this is my second one, I think. Yeah, I did, I did uh, La Cuna Galaxia, and uh, that's it. So this yeah, is the second yeah. time. I, I, I feel like uh, sometimes, you know, like the those there's early months when the, the boycott was announced and everything. I felt like you guys were, were the actors that were in the, uh, you know, in the hotel room just having answered the same, you know, three questions <laughs> that people had. But, I mean, now you guys are here, you're back for your sort of, you know, victory lap. I mean, do you guys want to call this a victory lap? I feel like I feel like this is a, a, a touch point, but. It, it also feels like there's, the work's not done. Yeah, it's not done. Um, it's certainly not done, and I don't want to uh, like I don't want to dance on anybody's job. Uh, obviously, we were calling for them to get fired, um, but you know, I still like Chris Klein. I think Chris Klein was, uh, you know, a really nice guy. I just don't think he was the right person for the job. Uh, I wish he had another job within the organization. Um, you know, he was a Lars player of the year and, and he can't take that away from him and he can't take away his time at the galaxy as a player. Uh, you know, he did, a, he did, you know, some good things for the club that, uh, bicycle kick against, uh, Pachuca, I believe. <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't take that away from him. And, um, you know, I, I wish that we, we can move past without any vitriol towards the guy. Uh, I know he spent a lot of time here, but it was just too long. And, um, he probably should have been in another position, but you know I'm excited for the future. I look forward to it, uh, but I don't want to like dance on the on the man's job. Yeah, I kind of same thing with Andrew. Uh, I'm kind of moved past that. You know, like I said, he was a nice guy as, as a person. I just don't think he was the right person for for the leader club anymore. And at this point now, like I said, I've already passed that. I'm already looking for the future, hopefully for our club to get better. So, so, uh, you know, so let's let's look towards the future. Obviously, um, the reason for the boycott, you know, is uh, was object of the objective was 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 made. Um, from here on out, um, what is the relationship between the supporter groups and the FO? Because a lot of people at the beginning were thinking, oh, this might sour the relationship, but um, there's obviously um, reason to believe that it might even strengthen. The relationship after this, you know, kind of to make sure that this something like this doesn't happen again, and you, you know, continue moving forward in uh, this time the same direction and working together uh, to make the club better. So, you know, is it back, back like the old way? Is it, you know, is there some uh, fences that need to be mended? How's the relationship between you two? Andrew, I'll take it first because we actually have separate. Really, yeah. Office. Um, I'd say I'd say it's there's definitely going to be some some fences mended. Uh, as soon as the, you know the announcement, uh, we kind of had more communication. Like immediately had more communication. I've always been in contact with Jonathan Malter, who who heads up the the fan engagement. Um, I know Manny has too. We you know there's certain things that we've been talking to them throughout the season. Um, regardless of the boycott, there's things that we, you know, we need to discuss with them kind of on a, a somewhat regular basis. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more regular now. 
But, um, you know, as soon as the, the boycott was kind of called off after, you know, Klein was let go, uh, yeah, I got a lot more conversations with the front office. And, um, you know, I, I hope that nobody in the front office begrudges us for what we did. I, I know that there's definitely going to be some that feel maybe negatively. Um, you know, I know this kind of affected everyone in the office and, and you know, ticket reps definitely took took a took maybe a financial hit. And, you know, I feel I feel for them. Um, you know, shout out Genesis. If you need tickets, go go through Genesis. I know that she uh, she could use the bump from, you know, maybe the, the lack of sales from supporters in the last few months. But no, I definitely think there's def- well, there's work to be done. I know that there's excitement. Uh, Malter seems excited, um, but yeah, I think our, our relationship is still good. I was never uh, I was never too worried about um, things getting contentious between us um, with our immediately our immediate people that we re- uh, interact with, so the fan engagement team. Um, I, I was never worried about us, you know, souring that relationship, but. Um, you know, I did. I did think that this strained a little bit, and, and there's going to be some time that we need uh, to to take to all come together and, and kind of be be whole again. Right. Manny, what about you? Uh, in order for my in order for my part, uh, like I said, uh, we talk to Jonathan Malter quite often. Um, I'm all my my line is always open to them. I have a relationship with them, even with the boycott was going on. Um, I'm all for the community. I'm always to see how we could better the club in the community. So anything type of feedbacks or any type of ideas we could bounce off of each other is always great. Obviously, that was put on hold as much as by uh, as I wanted to because of the boycott. But um, now that the boycott's over, you know, I'm fully engaged. They're fully engaged, and we're gonna try to see how we can work together to create better for the future, and hopefully it doesn't happen again and they they respect our opinions and we respect theirs and we move forward. What, what are some of the things that you hope uh, change uh, moving forward between uh, the FO and, uh, and the supporters and its fans? Uh, one thing I want them to, to, to hopefully change is their outreach to the community. Uh, a lot of supporters are from a lot of different parts of LA and I wish they sprinkle as much as they can around our cities and be very more present. Um, I have to really give you guys credit, um, both of you, I think, uh, it, for really pushing that unity message, uh, not only within the supporter groups, but within the non-supporter group fans. Um, you know, I wouldn't call the the casuals, but I would say people who are who are there season ticket members but are not um, part of any you know support group you guys have really been doing a lot to try and include people like that uh, people like us I mean you know we're we're all like that we're we're fans for for life but we're we've never really been affiliated with supporter groups um, <clears throat> so I really do have to, to commend you guys I really um, like the work that you've done already especially like with the fan forum that, that you held. Uh, Manny, you're you're hosting the community cup, or I think you had a lot to do with <clears throat> getting all that stuff together. It's happening this Sunday, uh, a, a a little mini soccer tournament for uh, that's open for all the Galaxy fans to come in and watch uh, the the amateurs come in <laughs> and and do some kick around. But it's just a good like community and unifying event. Um, what do you guys want to see in terms of 
not only just turnout for events like this, but just bringing in non-supporter group fans into the fold, whether they want to join a supporter group or not, just being more involved with the community at, at large. Um, I'll take the, the first part of this. Um, yeah, we, we hope to do another uh, community forum. Um, you know, I think the, the kind of goal for this, you know, we've always had an us versus them uh, relationship with the, the front office. Even if it's not contentious, there's always like a separation and a divide. Um, I know Manny's always worked to, to, to break down that divide, and I have as well. The, the whole point of First Fridays when I started that with Lars was to get everyone together. Um, not just Lars, but everybody, uh, not just supporters either. Um, and I also want, I've always sent an invite to, um, the front office people and be like, Hey, tell the office come, come through this first Friday. Um, so we want to break that down. And also there's an us versus them sort of relationship with supporters and non-supporters. Um, and we, we need to break that down too, because I, I really feel, feel, um, I didn't like the way that it pivoted to a supporter boycott, um, because obviously there was people outside of the supporters groups that were boycotting as well. And um, I do think that those people uh, deserve a voice. They need a voice. Um, they need some sort of way to collect and, and, and be organized. And I'm hoping that that's what the, the fan forum can do. Um, we're going to do another fan forum in person this time at the end of the month. Uh, the date is still to be determined. I'm, I'm hoping to get that uh, squared away soon uh, with the location as well. And, um, yeah, I just hope that that's, that's something that we can do to break down all the walls. I, I really want the club as a whole um, to be, you know, more more of a community, more more where everybody knows each other. Um, you know, I think me and Manny may be outliers where we know a lot of people within the front office. I don't think that's the case with a lot of people that are around the club. Um, I don't know about your guys' experience with that, but I'm hoping that we can break that down where it's like, Hey, I know this person, they work in marketing or I know this person and they work in the, the foundation and that we can all come together. And, and if, and if that happens, then we have less problems like we've had in the past. There's less problems with communication. There's less problems with, you know, things happening that affect all of us that, that we don't get talked about. Um, like the pride night, for example, being, you know, something that was kind of universally disliked by our fan base. Uh, if we all know each other and we all have some, some sort of input in, in on, on it, we can get ahead of those things before it happens. Um, you know, I just think that that's kind of the the direction we should go, and that's the future that I'm looking forward to, where we're all in it together, uh, club and fans alike, and fans and supporters alike, and and just all together. Um, and I know that uh, someone like Manny has done a lot to bring to build the community that that we have now. We just need to strengthen it and get buy-in from the front office without it, and the you know the galaxy without it being you know, like an advertising opportunity or a marketing opportunity. It should be something that should be organic and built up and natural uh, rather than, you know, something that they can make money off of. Sounds good. Um, in order for me, like on that side, to touch with what Bob just said, I remember my, um, I started at 237. I think I was a season ticket there for like a year, year and a half. And then that's when we officially moved to general admission. Uh, 
that barrier that, you know, for season ticket members to believe that, you know, we don't want the same things they want or for support groups that, you know, like that. We have a lot of similarities that we want stuff. We just do things differently. Obviously, you know, you guys say that you guys, some people like to enjoy the game by sitting down and watching the game and analyzing the game, which is fine, which is great. We need that, you know, we need all type of soccer fans. But as long as we understand what everybody comes from, I think it will help us to understand everybody's position. And that's why I think the having the the fan uh, the fan form helps because you know there's certain things that we don't see that goes on in section 109 or something like that. And that's important to them. And I think the front office should know because they're they're important also. Everybody's important if you're a season ticket, a regular fan, a casual fan, is all of our jobs to embrace the club to bring other fans. It's our job, right? That's how I see it as. And we're having community events or having stuff that unites supporter groups or brings out fans just in general, just come check it out and enjoy it. You know, more people participate and that's the whole goal. Yeah. I think the, um, I hear a lot of criticisms um, about how the team um or the organization doesn't really understand its fans. It doesn't really know who they are. Um, and that's a big problem. And obviously the disconnect between uh, the, the organization and its fans was very apparent in the last few, uh, in the last few years. Um, and, it, and it just continued to get worse as time went by. So, you know, going forward, uh, one of the things that I would like, you know, get the, get the organization to be a little bit more knowledgeable about, you know, what's going on and, and, um, you know, the opinions of not just, you know, one portion of the fans, right? It's not just the supporter groups. It's not just the casuals. It's not just the, the season ticket holders, um, but really be out there, you know, trying to get as many people in there, um, as possible and just kind of, uh, you know, get everybody uh, all on the same page and, uh, because uh, at this moment, you know, obviously it's just, it, it's not working out. And I understand that now you you get to rebuild and hopefully start from the ground up to, to get that moving forward. But, you know, um, obviously the supporter groups, uh, uh, I imagine would play a big part in, you know, Hey, this is where we're coming from. This is where the fan base is coming from. And to, you know, pretty much uh, teach what the organization apparently has, you know, uh, no clue of. Yeah, I think that's, that's, I think, you know, starting to rebuild the front office. I don't know how many people, you know, to rebuild uh, the front office will take, but just getting people that actually care about the club and not use it as a stepping stone to their next gig. And I think having a high turnaround of our front office uh, really has hurt us. So hopefully getting people that want to commit and to make our club better. I know we have some great people in there already. Uh, and I would think all we need to do is just give them the tools to, uh, let them excel exactly what they want to and uh, what they want to do. You know, like he brought up Genesis; she's a great person's ticket rep for supporter groups. Um, you have John Demalter that's great with that uh, great with us. Mirna does a great job too. Uh, so it's just keeping these people in the right positions to help us grow, um, and hopefully they can keep that. I I don't think I've I've kept a, a season ticket rep. I've been a season ticket holder in one shape or another since the stadium opened in 20, what was it? 2003. Um, I don't think I've had those same rep for more than like a season and a half. So I definitely feel that, 
like you guys said, there's a lot of turnover. Obviously, you guys have, you guys are much much closer to um, the folks in the front office and the organization as a whole. <clears throat> um, do you guys see? It's it's early days, but do you guys see like a mentality shift happening? Um, there's there's still a long 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 way to go to start to kind of bring all of the things and set them on the right path. <clears throat> but do you, but the mentality part I think is is a big factor there. So do you guys already see a mentality shift happening within the front office, or is it still kind of like figuring out what the lay of the land is? Uh, we're still figuring it out. I haven't heard anything about rumors about who the president is going to be or who's who's coming in or or what the changes will be. Um, yeah, we'll still have, we'll still have to figure it out. And there's there's obviously some people from the front office that uh, came from the community or came, or were a fan before. There's Nelson, uh, you know, who was a member of FACB before he he joined the front office. And um, you know, we had Johnny Bolin, who was a member of Lars before he joined the front office. And we do have good relationship with some of the, some of the people there. You know, like you said, Malter and Myrna, um, Genesis. But um, yeah, it's too early to tell. Uh, we'll have to see. And and I think that's part of what the the importance of the fan forum is, is that that if we can collect and come together as a fan base before this new person comes in, then that can just show the power of our fan base and 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 what we can ask for and what we want. Because we really realistically, we should dictate. You know, we as the customers or fans of the team should dictate what we want to see in terms of you know what the what the club looks like uh, from that standpoint. Not necessarily on the field. Uh, but from that standpoint, we should be able to dictate like what community events look like because we are the community that you're pitching to. Uh, what you know, what what uh, theme nights will be like because we're the ones that are going to be coming. And I'm hoping that you know if we can organize, um, if we can organize and come together uh, and put something together, that we can't be ignored at that point. You know, I think for a long time we felt ignored by higher ups. Uh, and I, I don't think, I think if we can come together and, and organize it, we can't be anymore. I, I think that, I think it is pretty clear that <clears throat> the supporters of the LA galaxy and, and I think the supporter culture within MLS as a whole <clears throat> is getting to that point where no, they can't be ignored. They shouldn't be getting ignored because they do have power. And I, and one of the things that the guys and I talk about all this time, uh, you know, since the beginning of this podcast is what is it going to take to shift that, that culture of American soccer into, to be what it is everywhere else around the world. And as much as everybody hates to admit it, the only thing that's going to shift that culture is time time that it that it takes to 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 sort of slowly move into the thing and i think that this this um this movement that happened and the result of the movement even if it's not direct is a big step in in that shift of <clears throat> you know this is this is what the 27th year that mls has been in existence and now we're we're about to get a huge gigantic enormous bump in fans or, or casual fans, you know, with everybody's eyes on Miami, obviously, but that's an opportunity, I think, to to further um, push the culture of 
you know, not just soccer in general, but just the way American soccer. And I think that this movement has a lot to do with that shift that's that's going to happen. And I, th- I feel like it could be an opportunity to make that shift easier where the club is sort of um, not beholden to the supporters, but in a sense, they, they, they have to have the symbiotic relationship with the supporters, uh, you know, whether it's uh, us and, and the Galaxy or whether it's supporters in general and MLS. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, I, and, and again, I, I don't want to... Um, I don't want this to turn into, you know, the supporter council. Uh, you know, I want it to, I, I want it to be everyone because I do think that, you know, like you guys who don't sit in the supporter section or, or, you know, like Manny said, one or nine people in the two hundreds, they should also have, uh, a seat at the table too, uh, just because they don't chant and make banners and, uh, wave flags. It doesn't mean that they're not, uh, important or matter. Uh, obviously we want, as many people as possible to, to, to do those things, um, you know, to make it uh, a good environment inside. But I do think that those, those people do deserve a voice as well. Um, totally agree with Bob. I, I remember, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Andrew, you said it in our podcast and I, I think you said it in corner of the galaxy. You were um, saying how, you know, this, could set a bad precedent uh, going forward if you know if it was successful and that you were able to get you know an executive uh, you know to step down or to be let go, um, and obviously this got um, coverage around the league, um, it got international coverage. Um, so obviously it wasn't, uh, just limited to, you know, our backyard. It, 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 it was, uh, it created waves around the league. Um, do you still maybe fear that it could set a bad precedent in that maybe other supporter groups or other fans, um, take this type of decision a little bit more lightly and that this just may be a, uh, a go-to from here on out? Cause I know the decision to, to boycott was not made lightly. It, it, it you know, you guys were pretty much until your backs were against the wall and then some <laughs> before you guys decided to do this. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly, if anything, I think it sets a, a better precedent that, um, you know, we can be heard if there's a power in the there's a power in the unity. There was a power in the in the numbers of which this this took you know this took place. Obviously, it wasn't all at once, and I, and I'm not going to lie. Obviously, the the bad results did help. People are going to stop coming when when we're playing bad. But at the same time, um, you know, I think it was more visible. Uh, you know, with the the numbers that we had, and and if if we don't boycott, then I think Vanny gets fired and Chris keeps his job, and everything goes on. You know, we're we're in an endless loop. Um, I think that I mean I do understand that the the shout that you know hey we shouldn't have a we shouldn't have a say in in what gets done you know at that level or even with the coach but I don't think this happens again at least at the Galaxy for a for a long time I mean I don't see this this becoming a regular thing but I do think that in other places around the league such as New York Red Bulls or um, Specifically, Portland. I, I do know someone from Port, uh, Timbers Army who said, who told me pretty early on in the boycott that they're watching to see how this goes and like what could happen. Um, 
And I do think that somewhere like there where they have an owner who is, uh, you know, at the very least uh, ignorant of things going on in his club, at the very worst covered up, uh, you know, some pretty, pretty, pretty bad things um, that that this should be something that can be done and should be done in situations like that. Uh, For our situation, it, it more had to do with just. The culture that we've built around this club and 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 Chris Klein being here ten years um, at the helm, not not accomplishing and not um, being up to our standard, but then also I feel just kind of degrading and 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 our brand is tarnished, uh, you know, with the cheating and and all the stuff that's gone on and and just the you know we've had our worst seasons under him. Uh, this season will be probably our second worst season. Maybe our worst season, depending on how how it uh, all shakes out, and uh, all that under your helm, and the fact that AG and Dan Beckerman refused to do anything. You're right; we our backs were against the wall. This was the nuclear option. Um, we had no other choice. We had talked about something when the sanctions came down. Manny can can attest to this. Me, Manny, and then some of the other presidents talked together. Uh, when the sanctions came down, we were like, "Well, we have to do something. Maybe we we sit out a game." Maybe we, you know, all do banners or something. We do, we do something, but not a boycott for a season was not discussed at that time. When they refused to announce that he's back, and then the way they announced he was back, it was like, look, this is not going to change. They're not going to change the way that they operate, and we need to take our club back. Yeah, I think um, I spoke to Manny um, at the at the Lars event last Friday, actually, um, and I had mentioned to him that. You know, obviously, the perfect storm had to happen. There were a lot of factors that needed to kind of play into uh, what eventually led to uh, Chris Klein being let go. Um, I think I said it in uh, the first time you guys were here that, you know, the club probably has to tank uh, because it's going to be very difficult for the boycott and people to get with the boycott if the Galaxy are doing well, you know, near the top of the standings. Um, but I did tell them that, well, the Galaxy did their part uh, so far this season, um, but it's not anything that we haven't seen before in previous seasons. As you had mentioned, uh, this is probably going to be the second worst season. Could it still very well be the, the, the worst season in club history? We, um, if it wasn't for the pandemic, probably would have had two wooden spoons by now under, uh, under Klein. Um, you know, uh, the Douglas Costa thing... Uh, the sanction. These are all things that we have seen before in the past. What we hadn't seen was the boycott. And I agree that if it doesn't take place, um, you're right. Benny is probably the one that gets the axe and Klein would continue uh, to have a job. Um, so obviously, you know, uh, kudos to you guys for um, sticking to your guns. Uh, despite, I'm sure you guys. Um, wanting to really really come back uh because i know that was uh hard for you guys to stay away so uh come june 21st what's the plan um it's gonna be a a crazy wednesday game probably be one of our most attended wednesday games ever if i had to take a guess i know large tickets are selling pretty crazy um we are having a tailgate and uh mike sanchez from lars is um bringing a Tom Barrasso. So if you want to come in and, and, and participate in that and, and help out and help out monetarily for, cause we're going to be paying for the Tom Barrasso, that'd be great. But I hope everyone can come and enjoy it. Uh, if you're able to get off work in time, I know 
there's definitely people taking the day off and maybe the next day off to uh, to recover from that. <laughs> but it's going to be a crazy Wednesday game. Uh, I'm not sure what else uh, Manny has in, uh, in, in store, but um, I uh, see everyone there. I, I hope Manny has a, a like a crates of blue Powerade ready to hand out at the end of the game. Well, for Sunday? Uh, nah. <laughs> no, 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 uh, for, no, 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 for Wednesday. For, for Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> nah, um, for Wednesday, uh, like I said, I just said it's a crazy, it's a crazy Wednesday setting up. Um, everybody's excited to go back, you know, including myself. Uh, can't wait. You know, my first time back since last year. Um, I think uh, we have the league. Uh, we have the G's only beer uh, that we team up with Liga G's almost quarterly or every year or so um you guys could dm me and how to get yourself a can they're limited edition cans we don't carry that the same brand or the same label uh again so um that was designed by ryan uh, hernandez uh, he's very he's very connected to the community with us so it's pretty good it's made by absolution um you know there's part their partner their bar partners with us and I think we have some some pulled pork, so you guys get some some beer, mm-hmm. get some pulled pork, and go get some tumble and go de- get your dance on over there. Uh, we're still working on more other stuff. I'm not 100 percent sure on everything yet, but being on a Wednesday, it kind of limits people because you know everybody gets off of work and rushing, you know, to the game. But everybody's excited. Every uh, I can just tell the. From our Discord, everybody can't wait. Um, they're looking forward to Sunday to see people back again, and then, you know, can't wait for that Wednesday to, to roll by. I mean, honestly, I feel like the the game itself is irrelevant. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Pretty much at this yeah, point, yeah, it feels like yeah. I mean, whatever we're playing I mean, against, they lose. <laughs> I mean, if they lose, still though, I mean, geez. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I had said it last week. It, it uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be attending that game. I agree with Andrew. Uh, it may not be a sellout, but it, it'll be close. Uh, it's certainly not something that you expect on a Wednesday night against a Kansas City. You know, if it's, uh, if it's, uh, playing this way, right, exactly. <laughs> playing the, right, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> so it is a little unprecedented, but yes, I will be excited to, uh, to, to attend. Cause it would be the first game I'm, I'm attending since, uh, since the, uh, the Nashville playoff game last season. So, um, I'm excited, but it feels like, as I said, it's the first game back from the pandemic. Uh, because, and yeah, the game is probably, uh, taking a, a back, uh, backseat to you know just kind of uh taking everything in being in the stands again seeing everyone at the stadium uh being uh excited to be back so yeah i think the event itself is not necessarily the game but just uh being around uh every other galaxy fan um that you hadn't seen uh this year so um yeah for me personally is uh it's going to be a good experience um let me ask about the 4th of July game, because this game should have taken place at the beginning of the year. This was game number one. Um, everyone uh, thought that maybe uh, because it was such a large event that, you know, the barometer for the, uh, the at the time, the barometer of the boycott would be uh, would be seen in the first uh, game at uh, Dignity Health. Um, so. Now, uh, I'm assuming that you guys will be attending the 4th of July game at the Rose Bowl. So, is there anything special planned for that game now uh, on your end? Uh, not yet. 
Um, we, 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 I just actually, I just text Manny and the other presidents about this, <laughs> like maybe an hour and a half before we started this. So, uh, not yet, but we, uh, we definitely have some stuff. Uh, and I think that the tailgate alone is going to be kind of crazy. Um, but we, we will do something for that game for sure. Cause obviously it's a big game. I think I'll be there at 6 a.m. Just to make sure I get a good spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> you mean, ta- uh, mean tailgating for 12 plus hours? <laughs> Uh, well, if you're the UCLA game, that's what that's what happens. Yeah, not unheard blue, of. Blue grade, not blue, unheard of. Blue Powerade. Come on, come on. Hey, I've seen those <laughs> UCLA games. Nobody, Put it on a T-shirt. Nobody's blue Powerade. T- no, nobody's at the tailgate because nobody's at the game for UCLA. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought we were in this together, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the unity now? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The, Manny, Manny, Manny actually had a brilliant idea. Let's let's do a blue, white, and gold Powerade T-shirt. There it is. Uh, no, I think on our end uh, for Fourth of July, yeah, we're planning on going. Uh, we haven't hit that uh, talk yet with our group to see what exactly we want to do. Obviously, you know, it's gonna be a, a game that everybody will say ten. Um, it's because right now we're dealing with obviously our first home game back that everybody's excited. We're also working on um, taking San Jose away, trying to get our buses filled. Uh, so that was on the, on the third of our list, but I'm pretty sure we'll come up with something that gets people hyped up and gets people out there for the tailgate. Uh, I mean, we're excited. And, and any way that we can help uh, a, either promoting whatever you guys are doing, uh, if you guys have a way for those for those of us who – may not be able to attend the Wednesday game, but still want to help out monetarily. Like, how can we do that um, for for the support groups? I, I don't know, uh, and, and forgive me for this, I actually don't know if membership is still open for for all of the supporter groups. Um, we will have memberships up, like, this weekend, to be honest. We didn't sell memberships at the beginning of the year. I felt a little weird about, like, boycotting and then not, like, you know, not really being able to use your membership for Lars. Uh, but we'll have memberships up um, for the rest of the season uh, coming up soon. That's the best way to help, like, monetarily. Um, I know Manny has had memberships up. Uh, the rest of the groups all have all have had memberships up since, uh, like, March, I think. So, yeah, you can help us out by, by joining and becoming a member. And that's also how you can find out more information. Um, you know, Lars has a mailing list. Uh, that's open to anybody, not just not just members, but it's open to anybody. But um, I know that there's ways to get in touch with uh, with Outlaws when you become a member. You can join their Discord, I believe. Um, and then, you know, with the other groups, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, for us, it's, um, you know, membership, you get invited to our, to our Discord. Um, you get to know exactly what we're talking about, what we're trying to plan, you know, everybody's conversation or everybody's input. Uh, and that's what helps us out the most, you know, just uh, participating in events that we do and becoming a member or, you know, just a retweet, a reshare that, that helps out a lot. You know, it might get to somebody that this is to your show, but doesn't know about us. Uh, so all of that helps. Anything, anything you guys could do like that helps. Uh, well, right. yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're going to do as much of that as possible. Um, we want to, uh, Louis, do you have, do you have another thing? 
uh, I, I just uh, want to thank you guys uh, because uh, I, Manny, I spoke to you in person about this. Um, it was something that I uh, personally thought uh, should have happened uh, a, a few seasons ago, um, and uh, it finally did. Finally, got the the result that. Uh, majority of us uh wanted and now we can start to rebuild and uh fix our club that has been obviously ailing for quite some time so uh thank you so much uh for sticking to your guns thank you so much for uh doing what you guys did um in order to move this club forward guys i really appreciate it it's um yeah sincerely thank you I was gonna say thanks to you guys for you know getting us on the show and you know actually talking about it. I know a lot of you said a lot of people covered it, uh, but it's you, you guys have the, are the local voice within our community. So you know we appreciate everything you guys do and keep and asking us to come back. And you know we're always I'm always open to come back anytime. Yeah, same thing. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys having it and, and everybody who uh, who covered it. We wouldn't have been able to do it without. Without uh, you guys and and also the the national media, shout out Jeff Carlisle and Hercules Gomez um, for covering it from the national media, especially Hercules Gomez. I mean, shoot, man, if the <laughs> without him, I don't know if the pressure stays on because he's the only one who kept talking about it. So um, you know, I appreciate it. Um, you guys are important, and uh, we need voices like yours. And I hope you guys uh, continue the podcast forever. <laughs> don't 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 damn us to forever but we <laughs> <laughs> i want to see you guys 90 <laughs> all right well uh thank you guys we won't take up any more of your time we really appreciate you guys coming on the show uh again we hope to uh, have you on again um uh sometime in the future obviously under uh, uh different circumstances <laughs> but uh uh, thank you for uh, again for joining us uh, tonight. Uh, really appreciate uh, and always a pleasure talking to you guys. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Bye. Hey, make sure you guys come out on Sunday to support uh, at least our house podcast team. Hopefully, they they they, they put yep. a good team together and w- pick up that trophy. We'll see. I got a couple of ringers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hold, on. hold on, I gotta, I gotta make a call down to Carson High School real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Theo's and you're taking Ringers. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> uh, you're taking Theo's. I'm taking the nephews. I don't. I'm not even running the large team, but I, I think there's only like 40 year old drunks on our team. <laughs> hey, I, dude, if you're down on the galaxy and you kind of want something to distract you. There is a Galaxy Community event, the first Galaxy Community event that's been happening since the boycott started. Um, There's going to be a Community Cup hosted at the stadium. It's free for all Galaxy fans to come and enjoy. There is going to be, what is it, 12 teams competing for the very first Community Cup trophy. LA is our house is going to have a team. Um, woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Uh, our, very first, our very first, our very first game going to get balls and beers. Exactly. Our ve- yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll get the predictions <laughs> going in, in balls and beers as well for for the Community Cup. Um, our very first game is going to be going up against One Two Threads, uh, a team that that oh, nice. we are very familiar with. 
in order to to kick off the events. But it's going to be it's going to be for all intents and purposes, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be something that is going to be for, like I said, for 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 fun. There's going to be uh, the game is going to get streamed while we're on site because the game is at 10 a.m. The Community Cup starts at 9 a.m. The very first games kick off at nine. There's going to be food and beer sold at Galaxy Park. Um, people are encouraged to bring uh, chairs, blankets, and uh, teams can bring a pop-up canopy. I'm going to bring a rather large one, so if you want to huddle under the Elias or House canopy, you can. Uh, parking is free. You park in lot 15. Um, the teams competing. Group A, we have ACB versus RHD. Forgive me, I don't know who RH, RHD is, but <clears throat> these are all think, teams that go ahead, Lewis. I think that was, I think Maya told me that was Ryan Hernandez. I think. Oh, the, the, the guy the, who designs. The guy who designs. Okay, so yeah, RHD is going to have a team. The Alley Galaxy front office is going to have a team, and they're going to be facing up against the Nag Boys. Juninho is going to run all over them. <laughs> yeah, Juninho and Sarvis, right? They're going to be. Uh, yeah. Do they count as front office? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. A- a- ACB, ACB, RHD, Galaxy, and Nag Boys are in Group A. Group B features One Two Threads, our friends at One Two Threads. LA is our house. This team, the home side. Ace, who, again, I'm sorry, I'm not sure. And the LA Riot Squad team, who, if I if I remember correctly from the interview with Andrew, he said they were uh, a bunch of forty uh, year old guys that uh, drink a lot of uh, alcohol. So I feel like we have a decent opportunity to get a couple of wins in there. Uh, that's and our then, US Open Cup. And, exactly, that's our US Open Cup. <laughs> we're putting out the A squad for that game, Bobby. Um, the A plus squad. Yeah, that's why I'm not on it. That's why I'm not on it. <laughs> uh, we might need a goalkeeper. Uh, so Group C is going to feature straight from the stands, the Outlaws, um, the Galaxians, and a team called LG. So forgive me, I don't know what that team is. I don't know who that team is. Isn't that Liga um, G? Oh, it is Liga G. You're right. Thank you. Liga G. So for me, I think, uh, you know, Group C, Group of Death. You don't know that. That is the Group of Death. You don't know that. I, I, I think that's the Group of Death. Just based on what I know about these teams, that's the Group of Death. Okay. Uh, I've, played with, I've played with some of the guys that are, that are going to be on Liga G. I've played with the guy, some of the guys that are being on, on Outlaws. Trust me, that's the Group of Death. Um. But it, all in all, it's going to be a great event. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know One Two Threads posted a couple of days ago that they were not invited to set up a, um, uh, you know, their merch. That uh, tune has changed. I think um, maybe there was uh, a little bit of a premature, you know, reaction to that or, or not. I don't know. But the good thing is that One Two Threads is going to have a uh, a setup in in their in in the spot. Um, so if you'd like one two threads merch, you can definitely go and get that stuff there. Uh, it's going to be a good event. I'm I'm very happy. There's going to be it's family friendly. So if you have kids or whatever, there's going to be field open so the kids can go and run around and play, and you know you can go and enjoy the games, or the or you can enjoy Galaxy versus St. Louis. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about in this episode? 
I want to talk about two things, Bobby. One of them oh. is massive, and the other one is Lionel Messi. Oh, you want to do that on this? Okay. Real quick. So, Zlatan Ibrahimovic retired between the last episode and this episode. Um, if you've seen any of the uh, the video from from the from from the the game, uh, everybody knows when Zlatan cries, we all cry. I teared up watching this video. Um, I mean, uh, what more can you say? This guy is a legendary player that had the misfortune to be playing at the same time as two of the greatest players of all time in Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. Um, had he been born earlier or later, he probably would have been the number one footballer in, in the game uh, at the time. But he, he unfortunately, um, you know, had to take second or third fiddle to those two players but what a career this guy had. What an incredible opportunity that us as Galaxy fans got to witness two incredible, like not even two, like 18 months of, of unbelievable so, Zlatan. So much great. Um, but so much greatness. God, just absolutely memorable. I mean, that guy is etched in stone in MLS lore. Uh, so to Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who once held our sticker and <laughs> our logo and yeah. <laughs> uh, picked his nose and then rubbed it in, in my son's hair. Happy retirement <laughs> to you, Zlatan. <laughs> I mean, if you guys know my son, my, my youngest son, you, the, the kind of swagger he has can only come. Is that why he grew is that, that bump on his head? Yeah, th- that is, is why? why he has the swag that he has <laughs> because Zlatan shared some of his DNA with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that kid has an ego let me tell you and that can only be from one because of one guy uh but no truly uh what a momentous player what a what a legend that we just as much as we complain about the way this team is and and everything we got we, we got to wait we got to have Slatan in person for multiple games and got to witness probably one of the most legendary yep. moments in MLS history. Yep. Because of Slatan. Yeah, well, uh, yeah I day. think for me that uh, yeah, so far. <laughs> it's gonna be very, very, very difficult to top that. But um yeah, I mean uh, he, he was a guy who uh, when you look back at it, it's uncanny to think that he played for the Galaxy, especially during the time that he played in. Uh, you know, he wasn't, he played for us during our worst uh, period ever. So uh, it, it's unfortunate that that, that was the case. But uh, t- to witness what we did, uh, his introduction to not only the team, but the league is probably something that, as I said, it, it's it's going to take a lot to surpass that. Now, I know the, you know, when Messi gets on the field, it's going to be a bigger moment. Obviously, more eyes will be on that game than Zlatan's debut. I get it. The announcement was bi- a bigger moment, uh, to be yeah. honest. The announcement in general right. was bigger than anything. Yeah. But just the way everything went down... Um, yeah, because of the rivalry and all everything. That stuff. I mean, just everything yeah. was a perfect storm. Yeah, that's not going to happen in Miami. The 40 yard, that's not no, the forty-yard yeah. goal, the game winner, everything, everything. the five hundred, yeah, you know, yeah. back heel karate kick, 
the well hold on the, a second so the volley you said so good the, not the, a golazo. The, Still not a golazo for me. Stupid. So stupid. So stupid. He's seen it so, so many stupid. times. He's seen it so, so stupid. many times. So stupid. So stupid. So stupid. Those are the only words I can say to you when you say these things. <laughs> so stupid. It really is. So it really is. It was so momentous. I'm not saying it's not a golazo. You shut know, I'm not up. saying it's just not, shut not, up. I don't want to hear any excuses. Shut up. So stupid. So stupid. Yeah. See him do it so wow. many times. It's so stupid. It really is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, uh, obviously, it was a, it was a pleasure <laughs> to watch him play uh, throughout his career, but it was even more... Uh, more so as a Galaxy player, which is still very, very um, just uncanny to think uh, that it actually happened. And just the way um, he carried himself uh, and just all the all the memorable uh, just moments that he gave us uh, yeah. in, the, in the short amount of time that he did. Uh, he made Galaxy exciting again yeah. for a little yeah, while because yeah, yeah. we there was because because the, we there was a lull there was a dull time and then boom he came in and made it so entertaining and thankfully for that you know that beginning rivalry season oh my god I could I cannot imagine starting off that season losing to LAFC right. and 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 being the opposite of what happened that season just just, for, um, just to I, see I cannot just I cannot. to see like the 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 dumbfounded look on the fa- those fans face unbelievable the fact that that Zlatan was able to deliver true ma- magic <laughs> truly yeah true freaking magic um so yeah so Zlatan congratulations on your retirement no um, no and- Football has retired from Zlatan. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Football has retired. From I like that. I like. I liked when they were when when the opposing team was booing his goodbye. He's like, yeah. "Now you be quiet. This is good. The most historic moment of your life. Watching me go. <laughs> this shit's so fucking hilarious." I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" <laughs> ever, ever the showman. God damn it, I love that guy. Um, and 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 now, <laughs> and now, somehow. We may get to top that. <laughs> the, the the play, not the moments, but just the, the greatness of football. The latitude of it. MLS, the, the peak of it. MLS God. has brought in Lionel Messi. I don't care how they brought him in. I don't care what it took. The fact I like that it. I MLS it inventive. brought if, <laughs> if If the next five Apple keynotes have to be delivered by Lionel Messi. It was worth it. Oh, that won't happen. It was worth <laughs> it. If Tim, if Tim Cook has to be like, okay, now we have a really great, exciting thing to show you, Lionel, and then Lionel just has to go. Oh, oh aquí estamos con el MacBook Pro. <laughs> I love it. Deal with it. You know. Oh my god. <sighs> I, I think I, I could not obviously... wait to watch Messi play. Yeah, I'm excited. At yeah. NYCFC. I cannot wait. To <laughs> yeah. play. Can't wait to see him play in Columbus. In Columbus. I cannot wait to watch Messi play in San Jose. And of course, I cannot wait to see Messi in 
person. I've gotten to see him play in person in friendlies. This will be the very first time I will hopefully get to see him play live in a competitive match. It's going to be absolutely (laughs) incredible. (laughs) Well, you know, but honestly, like what a fucking game changer for MLS. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, also like that Miami team is going to change. That Miami team oh, is going sure. to be is going to be stacked. It's going to attract everybody. To, to be honest, you know, re- remember when we uh, criticized or not criticized, but we were talking about how the launch of Miami was so dull and mm-hmm. it just seemed like nothing, mm-hmm. and, and it was kind of a, it was just like, damn, that's sad for Beckham. Well, they're getting that it right the, now. It's a few years later, but yeah, that was yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's here and it's coming. It's, and whenever they bring Tata and freaking Busquets and Di Maria or whoever they think they're doing, dude. And then with I, I Martinez like back Aguero on board. Of, I kind of feel like Aguero is going to come out of retirement just so he can play with Messi again. Dude. That team is going to just fly once it's ready. I hope so. You know, and, 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 and the really interesting part about it is it's MLS. So it could very well go the complete opposite way because you remember we brought Beckham over and yep. that was supposed to be the, the sea change. But seriously, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work for the first year and a half. And he was like, I can't wait to get out of here. Send me sure. to Italy. And, and yeah, but I, honestly, I don't think that, that that's going to be I mean, I don't the think, situation for Messi. I don't think it's going to be the same. I no. don't think it's going to be the same. I don't think they're going to be rolling over everybody, but I think it's going to take. A, I think it's going to take time for them to mesh. Not too long, though. Not really long. And um, they're going to. I, I think they're going to climb. I mean, if, if if for sure he's coming this season, which I'm pretty sure he is, I think they're going to climb straight into the playoffs, no doubt. And um, yeah. But you know they're they're gonna they're gonna see a difference in quality and they're gonna see a difference in play, so it's gonna be different yeah. for them, and I, of course. And I'm and I'm sure they they know. I mean, look at Messi talks to Beckham, he's talked to Henri, he's talked to like he's talked to everybody. You know, like they they know. You I know? cannot wait. I cannot wait until Jalen Neal shuts him down. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that that that's all I wanted to say. Welcome, Messi. We welcome our new overlord to Messi League Soccer. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 301, AK. I'm here with David and Lewis saying goodbye. Bye, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Later.